Welcome to In the Envelope, a podcast from Backstage, the number one resource for actors and talent seekers. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage, and I'm here to guide you through every aspect of the entertainment industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. These intimate, inspirational conversations with today's most award-worthy film, television, and theater artists provide you, dear listener, advice on how to live the creative life, personal stories of success and failure alike, and maybe, just maybe, a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. I hope that every actor that is making things can feel emboldened and feel encouraged. You know, we have power. You know, mm-hmm. the artist has power. And be yourself. Let your heart break every day. listeners to another episode of In the Envelope. Uh, Today's episode features the wonderful, brilliant, incredibly charismatic Jonathan Majors, who you may know uh, as the lead in the HBO horror series Lovecraft Country, is a very buzzy series, and in Spike Lee's Vietnam War film The Five Bloods. This was such a treat to chat with Jonathan today. Uh, We will be linking to his Backstage 5 interview from last year in today's episode description and article. I would say that's a great jumping off point just to give you a taste of the kinds of things he says about acting, both career and craft, and how the philosophies of those are very intertwined. He said in this article, your experience as an actor can always grow. What you have to do is be hungry to grow it. Growth is uncomfortable. You have to embrace the discomfort if you want to expand. I think that's so great. It's so great how he talks about, in this interview, he talks about his approach to every role, which is very tabula rasa or blank slate. And I got to say, watching him in something like The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is quite honestly one of the best films I have ever seen, Jonathan's work in that really feels that way, that he has completely abandoned any performance or character that has come before and created something completely from scratch. And as he kind of reveals in this very in-depth interview about his craft and his journey and how those two things are intertwined, you can't have that tabula rasa approach. You can't do what Spike Lee asked him to do, which is just do it, do it, uh, without a very solid base of training, what Jonathan Jonathan talks a lot about untaming and kind of knowing your own individual process, what, what works for you individually as an actor, bringing your authentic self to it. There's just a lot of really great actorly stuff in this. And then going off of that, thank you to Christine McKenna-Torella, our Backstage Casting Insider, her segment this week after the, stay tuned after Jonathan's interview because she builds on his words about having that solid foundation of training when going into any job or any audition. If you are a working actor and you have and you are ready to start doing the initial work of audition prep or prep for a job, Christine has some specific tidbits, which of course will be built upon in future episodes. One more thing about Jonathan Majors is that he's having quite a moment in addition to those two huge projects this year. He's currently filming a Western uh, called The Harder They Fall, which Idris Elba and Regina King are involved. It sounds huge. He's also rumored to play the villain in Ant-Man 3. So he's wonderful. And then last note, just for listeners, this this podcast airs weekly, but um, we will be taking next Thursday, the day of Thanksgiving off in order to celebrate Thanksgiving. 
And uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone involved in making this podcast happen. Thank you to Team Podcast at Backstage. Hi. Uh, thank you to Jamie, a producer, for putting all these together, of course. Thank you to Christine for lending her lovely voice to her lovely segments after each interview. And um, thank you, of course, to Casey Howe, who helped me birth this this project in the first place over three years ago. Thank you to everyone. I'm feeling very thankful and very thankful for Jonathan. Let's do a quick introduction and then get to this interview. This podcast is, of course, brought to you, listeners, by Backstage. Listen, aside from all the great inspiration and tips and all of that stuff we offer for free, like this amazing podcast, Backstage also gives you access to incredible casting calls all over the world. That is why it's the world's number one casting platform. If you're curious or if you're an actor yourself and you really want to jumpstart your career and you're ready to take the advice and the inspiration you've heard here in this very episode and use it, go to backstage.com slash subscribe and enter the code ENVELOPE. E-N-V-E-L-O-P-E. That's, again, 30 days completely free to try backstage where you can make a profile, upload a headshot, upload a reel, start browsing the casting notices, and start applying to jobs because who knows, maybe one day I'll be interviewing you. Again, that's backstage.com slash subscribe and enter the code ENVELOPE. Jonathan Majors has had a meteoric rise in the industry after his studies at UNCSA and Yale School of Drama. Trained to apply his craft to a variety of roles, Jonathan broke into Hollywood on the miniseries When We Rise, then films Hostiles, White Boy Rick, and The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which earned him nominations at the Spirit Awards and Black Reel Awards. This year he's starring in Spike Lee's Netflix film The Five Bloods, and as the lead in HBO's horror drama Lovecraft Country. Here is the brilliant Jonathan Majors. Jonathan, hi. What's up, man? <laughs> Good to see you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. It's like a miracle. Anytime the, these interviews happen, I think it's a miracle. I'll take that. I like miracles. Yeah. In the year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, where are you? What are you um, filming? Um, I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and um, currently filming uh, a picture called The Harder They Fall. Cool. Yeah, it's a western. Western. <laughs> Very cool. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Idris Elba and and I believe Jay Z is involved. Yeah, Jay Z is um, producing it with us, and uh, he just plays a pivotal role in the story. Um, so cool. Gina King's also a part of it. <gasps> uh, Zazie Beats, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Audrey Tyler, Dion Cole, uh, Delroy Lindo. I could go on. But uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a great family, a great team. Eddie Kathagi, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. It's um, well, we're so excited. We're so excited to talk to you. Um, you are familiar with Backstage, yes? Did you ever use Backstage? I use it online. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in my whole uh, college class, we used Backstage to send out our uh, showcase. Oh, amazing. Um, information. So uh, oh, imagine man. there's 30, I guess 28 of us, 28 kids 
I think the eldest was 24, you know, all conservatory yeah. actors, you know, sitting up in a, sitting up in a, um, an apartment, uh, literally going through <laughs> and signing postcards to send to uh, respected uh, agents and managers uh, for our, I guess that was 2012, North Carolina School Yards, yeah, 2012 showcase. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I also kind of kept my eye on it. Uh, when I was in the city, uh, trying to you know figure out what's what you know what, what the temperature yeah. is in in the city, and then um, I think post Yale, uh, mm. when I left when I left school uh, for the second time, uh, funnily enough, I didn't I didn't I didn't have the opportunity to to check it out again. Um, but I always picked it up. I, I'd like to read. Um, I think the last thing I read was uh, the Rylance beat you guys had in there. Oh yeah! Oh cool. Feature on Mark Rylance. I think that was maybe just online, but um, nah, man. When you leave the bodega and you see the you know the kiosk out there, you grab right. your towels, you grab your backstage, keep it moving. You know, um, that yeah, is really you, cool to hear. Yeah, you know, it's where, it's where you come from. It's where I come from. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. um, what do you remember about this showcase? So this showcase that um, it was a perspective. <laughs> you were sent. You sent those postcards to the agents and managers. And yeah. how, how did it go? <laughs> well, Showcase was, was uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone listening knows what Showcase is, but the Showcase uh-huh. essentially is just a, it's just a fucking circus, man. You kind of, uh-huh. you show up, you spend, I guess it's your senior year. So in my case, you spend your, you, know, you spend a year kind of reforming and deforming and breaking down and building up in Ooh. panic, you know, for <laughs> this event. Uh-huh. For this for this event and the event is, you know what what they call these called the leagues, back in oh. the day. I think I was I think I, I think my class like if someone was to graduate from conservatory around 2012, that would still be a phrase that you would hear. You know, like the leagues, and the leagues are you know they take, you know, so essentially there's a union of some sort where they take mm-hmm. all these schools and the schools oh. have done that thing and they all come and they all showcase and so I showcased in uh, New York. And we showcased with uh, Carnegie Mellon uh, and Sony mm. Purchase, and um, so we've done our work, and then they've done their work, and so you have all these, you know, young kids, young artists coming together, and you you put on a few um, few scenes, you know, okay. um, uh, very short, you know, some of us would sing, um, mm. uh, yeah, but you do two pieces, and and they're to show off, uh, compare and contrast is <laughs> always the phrase. Yes. Compare and contrast. It's funny because it's. It's kind of bullshit if you ask me, you know, but it's four years, <laughs> uh, it's four years of work, you know, that For, you've done on your, on your craft and on yourself. Yeah. And you kind of present that to the folks and hopefully they bite, you know. Um, yeah. And it's a high pressure one shot situation. Yeah. Which never happens. You know, you have no. to understand it never happens. Even when you make a you know, huge film, you get more than one shot at it. You know mm. what I mean? Yes. Um, That's great. That's good to hear. Yeah. You know, and and also the bullshit of it. I, there's a couple of kids down home in North Carolina, and then some guys out of Yale that I, I'll speak to. And I just gotta say, you know, it's um, it's kind of a farce. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a crapshoot that beat. You know, especially mm. because it's all about what's happening in the news. You know, what's happening in uh, what's in mm. what's in vogue. It's not a testament oh. to your talent or your or your ability. You mm. know, um, it's what those casting directors or what those agents have coming, you know, they, they know what the pilot season is going to look like. Gotcha. You know? right. 
And so they're there, you know, to pick you out. And, you know, you shouldn't put, put you shouldn't invest too much of your um, artistic currency into it. You know, I say that because, sure. you know, I, I'm just rambling, bro. I, should, I'll just shut up for a bit. No, that was great. No, that's actually yeah. the, that's the key advice. Cause as you say, there's not one, there's never one shot, especially in this industry. You're, I love the way you put that, that there's multiple shots and just looking at your career, there's no one big moment, one big break, right? Like you, right. you worked up in Chautauqua. Talk me through what happened yeah. in between North Carolina and Yale. And then yeah. in your last year at Yale was um, we all rise. It comes in yeah. fits and starts. It's never, it's never a breakout. Yeah, I, I, I reference that as the uh, the long throw, you know, the long mm. throw of one's of one's career, of one's, you know, path, you know, and you never know where you are in it, you know. Um but yeah, to that like mm. for instance, I left Carolina, man, and um we did the when we did the showcase and I got, you know, you you're you're happy for whatever response you get. And my response was um I would say lukewarm, you know. Okay. Um and and mm. and the fella I ended up signing with, and you know, he he believed in me. You know, okay. his name was Gary Gary Krasny of the Krasny office. You know, uh, he, he's notorious in New York City. You know, for for multiple reasons, um, but he really believed in me. You know, and he he picked me out. He and Jill picked me out, and um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, from there I went to um, uh, Norfolk Theater Festival there, mm-hmm. Norfolk Theater, and did um. Uh, play Corey Maxson in Fences, and hmm. and that was um, that that was a big deal for me. You know, I I remember I was in line for Shakespeare in the Park when I got the phone call. Amazing, and, uh, and I <laughs> lost my mind. You know, I mean, people thought I was having a baby. You know, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And you know, the beautiful. I mean, I'm in I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico, right now, and and yeah. I have such an affinity for New York because I remember that like they applauded. Like I jumped out of line. You know, you guys stay oh. in line for ages, right? Yes. I jumped out of line and ran. Oh. I was I was running all the way to my agent's office, uh, who was in who's in the um, Paramount building, right in downtown. Paramount's written on the building um, downtown. You ran where from the, Central where, Park to downtown. Hell yeah, man! I put <laughs> in the wind, bro, and um, <laughs> and it was crazy because I got out of line. I ran, and they were like, "What happened? What happened? What happened?" <laughs> Literally, the whole crowd was like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And I said, I'm an actor. Uh, I just got my first professional job. Oh, wow. Uh, and they just started applauding, man. And I I booked it. You know, I booked it 56th Street all the way down to, I guess, 59th. Because I came out at 59th. Yeah. yeah. And uh, booked it all the way down to, um, yeah, Times Square. That's where he was. He was in Times Square. And, um, I mean, that was that was my first, um, like, professional. I got my equity card um, early on. You know, while mm-hmm. I was in school, you know, just doing summer, summer stock and, and summer things mm-hmm. that way um, up in uh, Lenox, Massachusetts at Shakespeare and Company. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but that was the first one, you know, where you're free from institution, you know, which means you don't have any real protection. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that was it. And uh, right. from there I, I did. Um, I got to go to the Humana Festival and do a little, do a little stint there, which is cool. Um but that whole time, you know, when I left North Carolina, my objective was always to uh, continue my actor training. You know what I mean? Okay. And I remember I was sitting outside one day. It was outside the pickle jar for any um, uh, NCSA actors who are listening, you know, <laughs> outside the pickle jar, which is our, like, commons area. And um, it was during this thing we call intensive arts. And 
I was sitting out there with a friend, this guy named Christian, Christian Daly, who was uh, my best friend in, in college. And um, we had just got done doing a rehearsal and, and we had hit a gear. You know, things happen sometimes when you're training, especially mm-hmm. when you're training. You know, I think it's harder to do when you're out running, you know, when you're, you know, a gun for hire. But when you're training, mm-hmm. there's the there's the pileup that happens in your training where you're kind of frozen for a while and then something clicks. And everything goes into motion, you know, wow. and that's what that's what active training is. That's, I think that's what a career is, you know, moments of completely, I don't know what the f- I'm doing. And then, boom, you know, mm. something happens and it all lines up and then you think you've got it. And then you come across another prophet, you know, another director that, that gives you something, another script mm. that gives you something. And hopefully, you know, you get that same uh, lockup, you know, what am I going to do now? Interesting. You know? And then everything kind of comes into comes okay. into motion and, and you're back at it, you know? So, uh, we had, I had had one of those experiences, um, that night, I think it was two o'clock in the morning. I got home and I was like, what is, what is the, what is, where do I go from here? Where do I go from those Carolina school of the arts? How do I continue this type of, uh, uh, a feeling, you know, it, it was, uh, mm. euphoria, you know? Wow. Uh, and I remember that, that night early that morning, I guess three o'clock in the morning, I was sitting in my, in my apartment. Um, and I looked up, I just literally Googled, you know, best drama schools in the world. Um, <laughs> and I, and I saw, I saw, you know, I saw the usual suspects and, um, mm-hmm. the thing that really grabbed my attention was listening to this, um, mystic, uh, this beautiful man, uh, Ron Van Loo, who at the time was the head of the Yale School of Drama. Mm-hmm. And that day, that day I decided that's where I'm going to go. And, mm-hmm. um, the jumpstart to, to my first year, um, at Yale, you know, um, as a continuation, you know, of, of, um, of the training, you know, but I think it was at Yale where things kind of got a little bit clearer for me. Um, mm-hmm. I started, I started the Yale School of Drama, um, with a, uh, my daughter was, uh, three months old. Right. The day I, the day I, the day I started, you know, yeah. so I was, I was coming in with, um, you know, with some, with some weight you know, with another, sure. with a, mm. I was coming in with another, you know, um, so my objective mm. was a lot, um, clearer, you know, for me than it had been, okay. you know, um, mm. and then I began the training there and, and that, that's where it became clear to me that, oh, I got it now. Active training is not training. It's, it's untaming. That's actually what it is you're trying to do. You're trying to untame yourself. You're trying gotcha. to lose all the habits that you have, uh, established uh-huh as uh, as a survivor you know <laughs> as mm. a survivor you take on habits that don't necessarily um aid you mm. for the stage or mm. for telling other people's stories in fact the habits you have play solely for one character mm. yourself that's the only character you can play with those habits sure. and those, uh, i love that those ways of moving you know um and yeah it was yell man you know um it's tough. It's also like the first time you kind of hit, you know, the bureaucracy of all the bullshit, you know, and like, yeah, <laughs> you know, the ivory tower of Yale, you know, really, really trains you for, um, sure. Prepares you, I guess, prepared me, I guess, for what the soon to come Hollywood experience would be. Right. You know? Um, and I'm very thankful for that because I, I, I learned, I learned it's really about the individual, you know, you can't really, there's no one way to, to train as an actor. You know, there are things you should know. There are things you have to okay. acquire, you know, um, mm. things that aid you in the untaming, you know, and right. the great institutions, the great acting institutions um, that I know and that I've experienced, 
uh, give you that, you know, they gift that to you, you know, then what you do with that gift, what you do with that talent that they um, bestow upon you is up to you. Right. You know? um, um, but yeah, it was interesting because it was really much, it's pretty much a, uh, my classmates were just my age and we were doing the same thing we had done. I was doing the same thing I had done in most regards mm. um, that, that I did growing up at, in North Carolina, mm-hmm. in my MCSA. Um, but the work was deeper here because I had matured more. I, had, I understood the work more, you right. know, and so the teachers could take me further um, mm. and could take me higher and could take me deeper and could take me, you know, the latitude of creation um, mm. was um, was made clear to me. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and 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 it was it was a real training program because they didn't, I didn't I didn't play many um i didn't play many leading roles while i was there. I, didn't, I didn't play a leading role while i was there okay I had good roles but that's interesting because some what, whatever the f- these guys were talking about you know in these drama schools they really had a number they really had my number in some way because at ncsa i never played um i, I never played principal not okay. sincerely you know i played support and then at Yale, I never played principal. I pr- I played support, and um, mm. it wasn't. It, but it, it was because of that. Um, it was because of that that Chautauqua became such a uh, interesting thing for me. You know, because ah. um, the Chautauqua Institute, um, I was I was. Uh, you had to audition. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to go out there and get it. You know, and they had no responsibility to train you as right. an actor. They were there to help you. Uh, transition into a profession oh, okay and so um what i found interesting about chautauqua is that um that was the first place i i got to play uh, what one would call a proper role okay. a proper lead role you know i played uh Your my first, first step there yeah 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 i played and henry it is the fifth. different yeah amazing yeah yeah right. i played henry the fifth there and i also played uh walter lee there mm-hmm. um from raising the sun and um yeah, I mean that. I mean that was it. That was the Chautauqua experience. But the beauty of that is that I had, I had, um, I had in some ways, it's kind of like you know the, the training programs that I that I went through. We were having me act left-handed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm right-handed naturally. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were tra- they had me work left-handed for I guess it'd be four, five, six, seven, seven years consistently. You know, working left-handed, and then. Mm. I got a right-handed role, which right. was something like Henry V, and all of a sudden, could I, f- I felt very equipped to do that. Gotcha. You know? um, yeah. Though I had not done it before, you know. Um, that was awesome. all laying groundwork for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I have to believe that, you know. I yeah. Have to believe that. Uh, and you yeah. have said that training. You've said training should ha- should be happening anytime you're not working. Like you have said, you continue to want to study when you're not in a in a job. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's, I, I think that comes from my um, um, athletic background. You know, I, uh-huh. I've just never seen a championship team be a championship team and not work in the offseason. I've yeah. just never seen that. And to me, it was just physics, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I also had teachers that, um, it's interesting, as, as you matriculate through these programs, the mentality shifts, like, mm. like at North Carolina, you know, I come to North Carolina at 18 and, I have a beautiful teacher named Laura Henry who says, 
you know, you've got, you've got to work all the time. You got to work all the time, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and I took that to heart, you know, and that was kind of mm-hmm. how I, how I had been getting down. And then when I got to Yale, it was like, yeah, re- you really want to breathe and take your time, you know, and relax okay. over the breaks. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, man. Like, like, I, <laughs> no, no. And if I had done that, if I had done it's that, right, if I had, yeah, I would have been crazy. You like, I, I mean, Chautauqua sure. never would have happened, you know, right. um, and the Chautauqua experience really allowed me to, I, I met people that kind of, you know, just, just little, little, little tidbits here and there where they would just lead me to, you know, this next place where it's only because of the, the Chautauqua experience that my last year at Yale, I happened to be participating in this um, national uh, a drama, uh, National Society of Arts and Letters a competition. Right. But I was only nominated to participate in that because of a director, um, Sister Jade King Carroll, who, who directed me in a show oh, wow. in, uh, in Chautauqua. And then you know, you yeah, I, yeah, it happened that way. And um, cool. One, one, one of the judges there um, is named Jeff Salfer of Salfer Namoff Management. He says to me, I want to represent you. Gotcha. He represents me. Um, I go mm-hmm. in with him and um, he gets me the audition for the uh, Gus Van Zandt directed uh, Dustin Lance Black written mm-hmm. um, show uh, When We Rise where they have me play, um, they allow me to play a fellow named Ken Jones, young Ken mm-hmm. Jones. Yep. And, um, and then it's on from there. And that was <laughs> a big, that's a big transition too, because you haven't, correct me if I'm wrong, you haven't done much theater since. Um, what was the initial goal? Was the initial goal stage, screen? Were you distinguishing between the two? Man, I was so fortunate um, to have been at uh, the North Carolina School of the Arts at the time I was at it because there was a, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, you know, this genius, godly, divine man named Gerald Friedman that was there. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things he would say is, God damn it, you know, I'm not, I'm not training you for, uh, I'm not training you for film or theater. I'm training you for life, you know? And he, he was really big on like, like I, I'm training these kids you know, to be able to do anything, to mm-hmm. be able to traverse any medium, any forum yeah. that requires um, expression, you know, that requires uh, storytelling. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I mean, I was quite, I guess I was quite uh, impressionable, you know, I guess we all are, you know, 18. I thought it was pretty tough. Um, sure. But it really, it re- I really, I really bought in. You know, I really bought in. And when he said that, I went, oh, man, you know, I, I can, I can, I'm being trained, mm-hmm. untamed, so that I can do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I can really do anything. And and really had, really had a, a kind of a blowout argument with uh, one of my mentors um, <laughs> when, when she, when she was saying, yeah, you'll go do, she tried to pigeonhole me just on the phone. And I was like, that man you know with all due respect like i love i love her to this day yeah, but i was yeah, like yeah. no 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 mm-hmm. i'm not just gonna do that that's not for me you know right. um and so no i didn't have i didn't have uh i knew i wanted to i knew i was an actor you know okay. and, it, and it actually took me until i left yale you know to call myself uh an actor you know i think oh, people okay. that ask me on the street what are you oh, i'm an actor in training you know Mm-hmm. After I after I'd already matriculated through uh, NCSA, like oh, I'm an actor in training. You know, my my second year at Yale, you know, I'm an actor in training. You know, 
there's a moment where you where you know that you're an actor, you know, you know you mm. you're still growing, but there's a moment where you go, no, I'm I'm I I can say that now, you know, right. I've done whatever it means, whatever it mm. means, you just know, you just know. And it's you kind couldn't of say that before. No, I was I think I was afraid to. I mean, I was mm. quick to say, you know, I've always been um, artistically inclined, you know. I think I was the only guy in the ballet class or this dance class at, at my high school, you know. Which is always remarkable for, for boys, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to pursue yeah. the arts. Yeah. You know, and to be, and to be, um, it's not that I was supported. I was unencumbered by mm. my pursuit, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, that's how I was raised. You know, my mother never told me not to do anything. Ah. She, she always told me how to do it. You know, and you do it 110%. You know, if mm. you're going to do it, you do it, son. You know, and that's just something that's been, that was just put in me, you know. Um, right. And so with that, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable calling myself um, an actor, you know, until, until I knew, until I knew that's, that's, that I'd gone, I'd gone too far down the hole to be anything else. Uh, you know, yeah, you are what you are. do. Yeah. You know, you are what you do. Totally. And um, I had, I had committed I get not even committed, not even, not even consciously, but I, I had found mm. myself always doing this thing, you know, <laughs> and studying this thing. And so I felt that, you know, Oh, I am this now, you know, and it's just respect. You know, I just feel like it's respect. Respect for the craft. Yeah. For the craft and for those who have come before you. Yes. You know, totally. You know, who the fuck you think you are, you know, 18 year old kid in drama school. Oh, I'm an actor. <laughs> no, 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 sweetheart. No, 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 brother. <laughs> But that's good no. to know that that's a, that's a humility to be able to say, well, well, not yet. I have to really own it and really earn it first. Yeah. 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 And, and that, that's nothing to, that, that, that's no comment to one's talent or one's mm. ability. It's just pr pretty much the, mm. the amount of um, intention. That's what it is. Mm. It's a question of intention. Mm. There's no plan B. There was no like, if you, if you were to do anything else, have you thought about what that would be? I'd probably be a florist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like, that's the I best really like answer I've heard to that question. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably be a florist, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And so what, so what would you say, do you have an artistic process? Are there certain things you do? I love this idea that you talk about, you just said about the training is almost more of a breaking down and untaming mm -hmm. rather than an adding on to it. What are the things that you do every time? to prepare either for a role or maybe even for an audition? Yeah. I mean, I can speak to that for an audition. Yeah. You know, I set the intention, you know, uh, I really try to set the intention mm. and I do that for a couple of reasons. You know, it's, it's a somewhat of a sign in, you know, I keep a journal with me mm -hmm. and everyone has their, their, their ways of staying sane. And for me, this is a way of staying sane or I, I kind of uh, write, kind of write to whoever or whatever, you know, you know, put me in pocket, you know, I won't go into detail, but the mm. most important line of it is please allow me to see, hear, feel, and know all mm. you need me to in order to play, you know, this and this and that and the other, you know. It's almost like um, a mantra. Yeah, it's a mantra, you know, yeah. and what that does is it kind of releases, it releases me from any, uh, that's why I sound up with like, like any responsibility for the outcome, good or bad, you know. Uh and you know so i, I watched some mm. go ahead i'm sorry 
No, that's, that's, that's fascinating. And also the idea of like, please allow me also acknowledges that you're in this tradition, like going back centuries yeah. and you are yeah. among other people pursuing that. Yeah. 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 And if it's, if it's me today, it's me today, you right. know? And, and if it's not, it's not, but I, I did the same thing I did for this that I did for that. And I got that. Yeah. Right? Or better yet, I was chosen for that. Right. I yeah. wasn't chosen for this. So right. you take it all. You know, you take it all. And what it does, cool. it, for me, it just keeps me even, you know, mm -hmm. keep me even, you know. Um, and as far as, I, I also do that at work, you know, for the scene of the day, you know. Oh, that, amazing. Yeah, well, you don't, you don't beat yourself up when the take is crazy. You know okay. what I'm saying? It's like, apparently, <laughs> mind you, you can only do that if you're prepared. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. You can't ask that, you know, please, you know, let me know my lines today. It's like, nah, bro. Yeah, no, nah, it's too late for that. <laughs> you know, you got to know that so, part. Yeah. You got to know that part. You know, yeah. you've got, you've got to do, you've got to get yourself to the, to the, to the sea. You know, you've got to get okay. yourself to the sea and get yourself in so much trouble where you've done all your work. You're here now. You're essentially waiting, as you said, miracle earlier on, you're waiting oh, for sure. the miracle to come. Huh. Right. And that's what you hope gets captured, yeah. you know, and it's kind of a way of just releasing. Mm -hmm. You know, you do so much work, you know, creatively, emotionally, physically, mm. spiritually to, pre to prepare for the role. But then when you get there, it's go time. You know, yeah. it's go time. And the only thing that's going to help you get through the day is that clock moving around. Right. And your spirit, you know, and the collaboration mm. and the collaborators around you, you know. And so you get yourself to the sea, you get yourself in the worst possible position, you know, where there's no other there's no other outcome, you know, and then something happens, you know, then the magic happens. Right. You know, that's sort of like what you said earlier about the, the gear. What is it about the gear that you get stuck and then you get released and that's the, yeah, that's what yeah, you want? yeah. You're just working, 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 working. And it's, and it's almost like, that's what it is. It's like the download, right? You want to get you're pausing. Okay. I mean, I'm making this shit up as I go, but it feels like, it feels like you, you, you pause because the, the dial still spinning. Yeah. Right? It's not the dial of death. It's the dial of art. Right. And once that, <laughs> once that thing gets done, boom, you're, you're updated. Yeah. You're updated. And you you're know? free. And yeah. And hopefully, hopefully it's in your nervous system. You know, that, yeah. that, that's, that's the only, that for me, that's the only way to really get down. You know, right. it has to be in your nervous system. If it's mm. not, then, then unfortunately you are acting, you know, and you are, you are sure. pretending. You it's know, and that's okay. That's okay. But it is more difficult. Yeah. And there's more ego efficient. in that. Yeah. There's more ego in that. And there's mm -hmm. more, and when there's more ego, there's more judgment, you know? Interesting. And then, and then you're just unhappy. You know, you can yeah. never really be satisfied. It's not a matter of being like, oh, wow, I'm satisfied with that. But it's, you can be at peace with it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's more of a letting go than a clenching, holding on. I want to control right. every moment. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And confidence is key. But so is, like you said, you've got to have your lines memorized. The preparation, you must do so much preparation so that you're not ever in a position of who am I, where am I, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you asked earlier how I, how, how I approach a role, you know. It's kind of like um, Tabla Rasa, you know, blank slate. Yeah. You know, I go, I go okay, cool. Hmm. I, read, I read the script and then... Detaming, you know, the, untaming untaming yeah. You, yeah you read the script and you go you have to first once you've gotten to a place and it ebbs and flows you know but once you've gotten to a place in your work 
or just in your like it happens day to day where you go i know it mm. you like you say i know it and i'm not talking about the lines or mm. the you're talking about the story and the character you have to trust that gut reaction mm. you have to trust that gut reaction and there's confidence for you right to go yeah. no i i understand i get it you yeah. know and not be like no this is my interpretation no 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 this is what i believe yeah you know no i don't give a f- about your interpretation you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't i don't really care like that's that's mental you know what i'm saying like right. i want to see you express it yeah right that's so what you're going to bring to the yourself. table yeah. yeah when we're at the bar or we're sitting at the gym and you don't tell me you know it's not it's not an essay you know what i'm saying it's mm. it there's stories and lives we're talking about here you know totally and in fact you have said you um I have to read a quote from yours because it's so awesome. Well, you've, t- you've told backstage before that growth is uncomfortable. You have to embrace the discomfort if you want to expand, which of course, yes. But yeah. you've also said, if you're going to be a great actor, you have to let your heart break every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. I've never heard it put that way before. That's remarkable. Yeah, it's a bitch, man. You know, um, I mean, I don't know. How, I mean, I, I believe that. I mean, it's yeah. not like you lo- go out looking for it, but you stay open, you know, like mm. you, you, you stay open and trust and believe that, you know, however it is you get yourself to that. Your job as an actor, my job as an actor, mm-hmm. regardless of how I'm feeling is to come to work or to move through the world. Right. As my best self. Mm. Doesn't mean I'm going to be happy all the time. It doesn't mean I'm going to be smiling. I don't smile much in general, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to be, you know, in a good mood right all the time but it does mean that you have to be the best version of yourself as you move through the world and when you do that i've seen it you know from other people you both impact the world world and are impacted by the world Mm. and the world is the world is full of creatures and strange things you know and strange experiences and if you allow those experiences to actually wash over you Mm -hmm. you know that's the new training, you know, especially mm. for, for someone who's, I mean, I don't, I don't really live any place, you know, so as I move through town uh-huh. to town, you know, I can only feel what's around me, you know, and there is no real place to go back to, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, so you are amongst the world, you know, and that world where I was actually listening to a song before we, before we, um, before we got on and one of the, one of the, one of the lyrics are, this world will break your heart. Mm. This world will break your heart. And then if you listen to the end of it, it says, um, with joy, you know, mm. it all comes in, you yeah. know, I mean, it all comes in. Things break for multiple reasons, right? They've been dropped. They've been overstuffed. You mm. know, if your heart is overstuffed with joy, it will break, you know, yeah. that's a good Ooh. thing. You mm-hmm. know, if your heart is overfilled with rage, it will break, you know, yeah. and every character we come across, is in some, is in some, um, is on the continuum of breaking, you know, Ooh. otherwise, uh-huh. otherwise we wouldn't, we wouldn't be telling that story. Would we? Amazing. Yeah. That does speak to a lot to this idea of like letting it wash over you as the character, because you're trusting in yourself to be that character in those circumstances Yeah, somewhere in that process of breaking. I love that. Yeah. And that's where we all, that's where you can connect to any character. Yes. You know, that, sure. that, that, that they're all breaking. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's something we all understand. Yeah. You know, that's, oh, yeah. that's the human condition. 
this is maybe such a cheap question. And if you <laughs> don't want to answer it, that's fine. But how do you cry? The technical elements of crying. Do you have yeah. secrets that you want to share? Or do you have thoughts on like how to restrain emotion versus express emotion on screen? Uh, I, I would say, I mean, here's, here's, here's a funny thing. I personally can't cry on cue. Okay. Yeah. That's very surprising cry. to hear. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't cry on cue. Um, uh, however, um, like someone said, cry, I'd be like, ah, ah, you know, like, ah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, sure. but, but, um, one of the, one of the, one of the things is, you know, you gotta let the spirit move you. Uh-huh. You know, that, that's the funny thing. And I believe like, if you cannot cry, if you, what is, what are tears, right? Tears are an expression. Mm-hmm. Tears are an expression. And if people don't express certain things in life, you will not be able to express those things mm-hmm. um, on stage or screen. And mm-hmm. you just won't be able to. It, that's a fact. That is a, mm-hmm. I believe that. That is a fact, you know? So um, I, it's funny, like, no, there is no, there, the answer is no, there is no real technique, but totally. Um, you have to be, you have to be relaxed. Okay. You know? uh, and, and yeah, you, you have to, you have to be relaxed and mm-hmm. we are relaxed mostly unless we're not present, oh, you know? Yeah. And so when you're, pre- mm-hmm. even if you carry tension with you, like fine. I mean, that's, 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 a, that's an act of myth. Like, oh, he's so tense. Oh, he's so this, he's so that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But that tense person, anybody in the moment, the mind, the spirit, the body knows I'm here now. I'm he- mm-hmm. be, be there, be there then be here now, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and play the scene, you know, and mm-hmm. don't never think about the tears. Sure. Never, never think about the tears. Think about what, think about what it is you're doing, you know, you're, what is, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. and then allow that frustration because usually that's what happens. Uh, allow that frustration of it not working. Oh, you know what I'm saying? to i mean that that's that's i mean i don't i mean it's so strange to talk about but yeah fr- frustration is a big part of it sure i will say that and nerves yeah and nerves but frust- frustration is is huge it in in so far as we're talking about the psychology of people like mm-hmm. if my if my child right um or if any yeah i'll speak i'll speak personally right that's the other part mm-hmm. it's gotta be personal it's if my personal. child if my child walks into my room right now and i haven't seen my daughter in three months in person mm-hmm. right i haven't touched her haven't held her in three months i would burst i know without a doubt i would burst into tears yeah why because the embrace is mm-hmm. not enough right the mm-hmm. embrace of her would not be enough right i would want to i would want to keep her forever and knowing that psychologically knowing i would not be able to hold her and keep her there forever the frustration of that right hmm. would 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 evoke some type gotcha. of response my thought is it would be tears if someone does something wrong if you're wronged and you can't do anything about it hmm. right because you also you actually have to know the obstacles of the scene and know the obstacles of yes. the character that's part of the work you know, yeah that's a big thing and if you understand that you <laughs> pretty much don't be superman don't be superwoman oh you know, be human, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's one. Of the, that's one of the things. You know, I I see in in. It's, it's one of the things I came up against grow, growing up and and working where, you would try to win, don't win. People don't win. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
don't try to in this moment right when it gets tough don't try to all of a sudden change the circumstances to your circumstances oh no you have to stay in their circumstances and in mm. their circumstances they can't yell and scream right. in their circumstance they can't do that what can they do all they all, all they can do is be present right and wait you mm. know but the engine the body will begin to respond the social yes. animal that we are will begin to mm. respond and and i mean that that's that's what i would say i mean yeah yeah bring, yeah. bring your, <laughs> i love this bring yourself to the circumstances of the scene rather than the other way around because you're not rewriting the that's cheating scene. that's cheating that's yeah. cheating that, 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 that's what the you're sports saying. Limit. yeah that's the sports yeah. limit. like i like, got to play that's the um that's your impression of the scene that's you writing the essay rather than yeah. living the scene and being in the scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and some Wonderful. days it doesn't happen Sometimes you get to work and it's just like it doesn't happen, you know. But there's Absolutely. a, uh, you know, you check you check your engine light. Oh, you know, what is it? Well, you're actually not focused at all, man. You know, you actually someplace else. You know? And it's yeah, there's mental health issues. I mean, you mentioned the yeah. the idea of the journaling was also to stay sane, including on set. Yeah. So you must yeah. you must take care of your. I know you have routines too to really yeah. take care of your. The journal is both like a creative outlet and it's like a logistical grounding mechanism right? It's, yes, it's sir. therapeutic, right? Yes sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is art and therapy, I mean, are they <laughs> one and the same? I mean, yeah, I mean, catharsis is, mm. is the key, you mm. know, be it laughter, be it rage, be it anything, it's, it's a purging, right. you know? And if anyone who's been on a film set and worked for a day, or anyone who's been in a, um, a tech you know, for for uh, for a show in the theater. Sure, they know that the meditation that those type of places offer you a great deal of meditation because you're doing it over and over. Mm. You're doing it over and over. And how do you stay present in that? You know. And the beautiful thing is, there's so many other people around you mm. moving in the same direction. You can kind of just. It has to be a bomb. Like the pro to me, the process is the most important part. Mm. It's the most important part. I, I, I'm very proud of, you know, in most cases, what ends up on the screen. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I can usually tell how I'm going to feel about what's on the screen based off what day one of 65 was, you know, in the shooting schedule, because the process for me, for, just for me, just for me, yeah. you know, um, is the most important part. Yeah, you know, and journey, not the destination. Yeah, keeping the meditation going. As we mm. said earlier, the, the long throw of it. Yeah. You know, never, mm. to, never, never smell the barn, you know? You can never smell the barn, you know? You, you understand what I mean when I say that? No, what does that mean? Smell the barn. It, uh, I'm glad we're on Zoom because I can see you because I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> smelling the barn is like when you're riding a horse, right? Uh, oh, when, okay. you, when you're riding out, you're one way. When you're riding back, the horses know what their house smells like. And if they smell the barn, they smell that hay, and they start gunning it, boom, 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 uh, boom, 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 you'll burn your horse out. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. It's, a very, it's, a, it's a very bad habit, <laughs> you know? Like, you'll get yelled at either by the wranglers, and you also learn because your horse will not listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Your, your career is the horse, you know? Your career is the horse. You, can not, you have to take care of it. You have to... Hmm. no yeah you know and your craft like you have to know how no don't get excited that's where that's when the horse packs <laughs> up 
I'm thinking about the scene I just got to do at work. You're like, don't get excited. And you're Western, when, yeah. When, yeah, that's when a horse acts up. You know, they, it can feel you, you know. And if you get excited, I mean, don't be pleased. But for me, I'm just speaking for myself. When I get excited, I've wrecked. I've wrecked, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because you know? you're jumping the gun, yeah. Yeah, slow and steady. Yeah. Slow and steady. Trust in the process, not the whatever the final result yeah. may be. Yeah. yeah, you have to realize you make multiple films if you're lucky, oh, yeah. right? Like you'll make multiple films. You cannot invest. Mm. You, you, you cannot, I cannot say, okay, this is it. Mm. You know, this is yeah. it. You know, It's a marathon. Yeah. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Totally. totally. Well, and of course, it. I got to ask you about these projects. And like, it's been such a whirlwind, I, I guess, since, um, since Yale, have you, and you've had to just continue this process of working on yourself and staying sane throughout everything, right? Like throughout this year has been so remarkable. What have you learned from Spike Lee? What have you learned from Lovecraft Country? Like what's, 2020 is such a big year for you. Spike, Spike. Um, you filmed in Vietnam with Spike Lee. Vietnam, Thailand. I mean. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild, man. Um, what, was, uh, what was learned from, I mean, Spike Spike leads by example, you know, and mm. and he he he's such a confident filmmaker, you know. Um, and the process and the relationship um, is ongoing with uh, Spike and I. You know, he's really um, he's really become um, in many ways an architect of mm. of how how I view the film industry and how I mm. how I move on set you know um mm. and his thing was do you you know that 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 the five bloods came at the at the perfect time because i was at a place in my work where i i was feeling i was in flow i was in flow mm. you know and you're in flow and then you find you reach something where it's like oh no let me stop and pay attention huh. right and spike was like no don't stop <laughs> just keep flowing. Cool. Just keep flowing. Like that got you here. You know, like keep doing what you're doing. You know, it was it was it was a very um what's the word? Um emboldening situation for me mm -hmm. because Spike was a manifestation of one of the things that I've been taught at, at drama school and something most people have heard either in therapy or self help or mm -hmm. in drama school, you know, that you are enough. Oh. You know. You yes. are enough. And Spike was, that's all he was, mm. every note, you know, every moment, that is usually what it came down to in my mm. mind. You know, you are enough. And then he left me alone. Beautiful. You know, yeah. he guided me um, hands-free, you know. Right. Uh, Talk about trusting in yourself. You have a, yeah. like a mentor and a guide and a director encouraging you to just trust that you yourself Demanding are Demanding it. Demanding, demanding it, it. Cool. you know i mean i mean he i mean spike did not ask for anything yeah you know what I'm he demands it i mean there's there was literally a moment in in filming right where he is i mean he is hollering at me from <laughs> i mean mind you he had to because he was in the tent and i was oh. on set right yeah but he, he called me morehouse 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 do it do it morehouse and i was like all do right it. here we go he said do it you know Come on, Morehouse, do it. And I was like, I only know how to do the it I know how to do. So yeah, he's, totally. he's calling for that. So I go. You can't stop and go, what's it? Yeah, I was like, it, it, 
that would be lying. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Like, I know what you mean, but, but I can't believe you're asking. You want, you want that. You want yeah. me. You want me to cool. bring that. You are enough. You know, you are enough, you Beautiful. know, which was such a, yeah, yeah. It was quite, quite a mind, f- you know what I'm saying? Because he <laughs> is who he is, you know, and we were yeah. where we were and the cast being what it was. And he just runs on, you Remarkable. know, yeah. which helped so much when we, when we moved over to Lovecraft. Um, yes. Talk about swinging. Like that's, that's big. That's encouraging yeah. you to go there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, I, I kept that. I kept that, mm-hmm. um, that mantra, that momentum, you know, cause, cause you have to, I mean, it's different. It's different on a, on a TV set. Oh. Um, not really on a TV set, not necessarily with, 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 with Lovecraft. It was, uh, the culture is different. That's what mm-hmm. it is. That the culture is a bit different. Um, you go from like, uh, a mafia film set to a, to a nation, right. Oh, okay. On a TV set, you know, gotcha. there's times five, everything. Yeah. Times okay. five background, times five That's principles, times five producers, times mm-hmm. five writers. Everybody's, everybody's there, you know? Um, mm. and so in that circus, you know, to hear Spike, you know, you know, do it Morehouse, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that, <laughs> that mantra of like, you are enough, you know, was yeah. so important to me as, as, you know, stepping in the Atticus, you know, where the, totally. yeah, you know, you've seen the show, like maybe you've seen the show, but every episode. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so that's cool. Uh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> but it's uh, but but Atticus Atticus is responsible for a great deal of that, you know, mm. and to and to move through that, you know, um, and not not and and to feel the mm. what Spike helped me understand is that pressure mm. is is just philosophy, right? That that pressure. Is actually support, right? Oh, okay. It's actually support if you if you can flip the bits, you know, if you can flip it in your head, if you can flip that language in your head and go, okay, uh, wait, no, no, actually turn. If I turn around, right, and don't view you as opposition, yeah, view you as an ally. Oh my goodness, I've got so much support, mm. you know, from this cast, from from this creative team. You know, from our distributor, from from HBO, from from everybody, right? Nobody's pressuring me. Everyone's actually pushing me forward. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Um, pushing the project forward. You know, mm-hmm. and then you have that on top of like, do your work. You are enough. Mm. You just play it as it play it as it comes. It's all you a know? continuation. Yeah. For the sure. long throw. Yeah. Long throw. Yeah, yeah. Well, but and I was going to ask about Lovecraft because it's a leading role. So does it go back to what you were yeah. saying of like? that is a big difference is that you're no longer in a supporting role. And there is a huge community of people around you who are quote unquote pressure, but it's not pressure. It's, it's support. support. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. That, and then, I mean, just to switch over to like the, the making of it, like mm-hmm. the leading quote unquote leading role, you know, that, that, that doesn't mean much to me. Right. I think what's important to me is um, the responsibility of the role. That's the mm. difference. Right. Of the role. Like, okay. Of the role. Like, can this story happen without this character? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, let's pass on that. You know, uh, can mm. this story happen without this character? Uh, no, but you only have, you know, a half a page, a scene, two scenes. All right. I'm down. Let's go. Interesting. You know, it's an, it's an integral part 
Yeah. You can't count to, to five story. without four. You know, you can't <laughs> yes. count. You need four. Four is important. You know what I mean? Like, you need yeah. it. Okay, you need it. Okay, I will play four. I see. Uh, four is going to get us to five. I'll play four. I'm down, you right. know. Um, but, you know, the, the, training at, the training at the schools, you know, and, and life experience, I mean, being a father teaches me more than mm. more than any degree could, you know, yeah. being, a, being alive, right, mm. in this time, living as a six-foot black man through America in this yeah. moment. I mean, to, to be present is a huge education, you know what mm. I'm saying? Um, it takes energy. You know, I understand yes. it. You know, it takes energy for all oh, yeah. of us. You know, um, um, I, I say all that to say that um, stepping in the advocates, it's like, oh, you're asking me to, I, I just have a bit more responsibility for these next seven months. Cool. Yeah. You know, but it's the same process yeah. that you would apply to, you know, playing dogberry in Much Ado About Nothing. Right. Okay. You know, which is one of my one of my favorite roles that I got to play. You know, mm-hmm. uh, at, at North Carolina. Um, hmm. You know, like like you need you need that much specificity. You know, you need to gotcha. be able to move through. You can't just you know you just can't walk through it and you know everything. Ha- the, the difference is that when you step into um, a role with more responsibility, right? Because lead role sounds all of a sudden sounds gross to me, right? <laughs> uh, uh, sure. But, but when you, ah, let's call it a lead, right? When you step into the lead role, um, you think that you shift from doing things to people, right? To, thing, to things being done to you. Okay. You know, that's what I've experienced. That is a key you know distinction. Yeah. Like, like all of a sudden, a lot is happening to Atticus. You know mm. what I'm saying? Every, it's all happening to him and he's yeah. responding mm. to it. You know what I'm saying? Versus uh, uh, Dogberry, it much yeah. do about nothing. Where he's the one capturing everybody. You know, he's doing. Uh, he's doing. I mean, it's a great role. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's the fool in much ado, right? You know, he's caps. He's he's capturing the guys. He's putting on the trial. You know, um, that's also fun. But to but to be able to now have the opportunity, and I would say opportunities, you know, <laughs> God willing, to work almost ambidextrous, mm-hmm. right? to to not just subscribe to one or the other i think that's why i have such a aversion to calling it you know lead you know that there's totally there's stigma, there's stigma that goes with that you know yeah. um uh, stigma that goes with everything but but for me that's that goes back to gerald freeman and in my schooling that you know you're being prepared for everything you know he exactly. wouldn't say i'm preparing you to play a lead role i'm preparing right. you to play a supporting role i'm preparing you, you don't to, want to be pigeonholed to act yeah. yeah yeah you don't no no one wants that you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like you say, if you're lucky, you get to not be pigeonholed basically in an industry yeah. that's kind of designed to pigeonhole you because then it makes it easier to figure out where you fit in. That's the actor's work though. You see, I feel yeah. like I really believe like that's the actor's work to mm. we, we can, I mean, we contain multitudes that that is a real mm. statement, you know, and it was said and it may be cliche now because mm. it's real, Yeah, you know, and we do totally. contain multitudes yeah. and as actors, as artists, you have the opportunity to do that, mm. right? You always have to deal with the shadow of the character. You always have to, I, I always, I, I, the scene is never about you. The scene is about the event, mm. you know? The scene is always about the event. And when you focus on the event, you'll see that multiple, it, it allow, 
and uh, when we're pigeonholed, most most of the time it's because we don't allow our. And I want to be careful about this because some have been pigeonholed, and it's not the case. But mm. I feel that nine times out of ten, when one is pigeonholed, it is because they have not allowed all of themselves to fill the role that they mm. they were selected to, mm. to to pick. Because it has to be there; it has to be clear. You know that, that also has to do with the industry and the fact that you know sometimes I can be lazy, exactly, you know, and sure. just go with and and you know, pick you based off stereotype, pick you based off of body type, pick you based off age, you know, that's just, we need to have a conversation with the casting directors, you know, yes, and, 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 and see how, see, see how they're doing it, you know. Yeah. Well, those conversations are happening more and more for sure. And in fact, yeah. we're, we're trying to have them on this podcast and backstage speaks to casting directors all the time. And there really is a, a, a sea change about, representation on screen you mentioned this idea of like yes first of all casting and being pigeonholed and stereotyping but what are your impressions of the state of the industry when it comes to like race and discrimination in the year 2020 well i would say when we have a conversation about the industry we're having a conversation about hollywood right quote unquote right hollywood and hollywood is so powerful that when we say hollywood we're also talking about broadway we're also talking about yes we're talking we're talking it's it's an overarching umbrella of uh it's one of the institutions you talk about yeah it's a catch-all um and i think we should just talk about where hollywood is located which is in california okay which is in which is in the united states of america yes right and that is who um hollywood quote unquote must serve we're all in the service industry. And I think mm-hmm. now Hollywood has to understand the institution, right? Um, uh, has to understand that they are responsible, you know, that they have a huge mm-hmm. responsibility that entertainment is not just for popcorn, giggles, and snacks, mm-hmm. you know, date night. No, no, no. Entertainment is a huge part of our culture. Mm-hmm. And because it's such a huge part of our culture, you have such a huge responsibility as an institution to present the affirmation culture in a way that is completely mm. um, natural and authentic. Um, okay. That's the call to action. And I think um, we're getting there. Yes. I really believe we're getting there because we're listening, right? Mm. And we're paying attention. Um, yeah. Yeah. And in the year 2020, there does seem to be that thing you were talking about earlier about the stopping. I think 2020 has kind of forced us all to stop and do a little bit more listening. Yeah. Yeah. Get that download, you know, get the The download. download. Yes. That's what's happened. You know, this year has been a download. Yeah. And we've all been stuck watching TV, YouTube, et cetera, listening. And all we're listening to is this, is this circle of damnation, right? (laughs) (laughs) Actually the circle, right. Of download. Right. And something, something is being dropped into us individually and then culturally and ultimately Mm -hmm. into the institutions where, Mm -hmm. because here's the thing about institutions, bro. Institutions are ran by people. Yeah. And that's our saving grace. You see the institutions are ran by people. (laughs) And our downfall, you know? Um, Yes. But I would consider myself a bit of an optimist. Well, that's um, good. That's good. and And I hope that, you know, every actor that is making things, Mm. you know, can feel emboldened and feel encouraged, you know, yes. that, you know, we have power, you know, mm. the artist has power and 
be yourself. Let your heart break every day. And, and mm. the beautiful thing about it is people have to look at you. Be okay. seen. Mm. Be seen. Be seen. You know, we're the foot soldiers. You know, the kids going in audition. You know, mm. if you walk in, if you tape in, et cetera. You're the foot soldiers. Mm. You know, you're on the front lines. You know, I'm on the front lines with you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, let's show them. We, we can show them full humanity at all times. Yeah. You know, it's our job because we're taking black and white letters and trying to make it into a full-bodied human being. Well, that's mm. the cheat sheet, and we all signed up for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, the institution changes um, by all the people around it changing. That's brilliant. That's absolutely, I was going to ask like, what is your advice for, for the individuals, especially for the actors, the early career actors who probably have the least amount of power in this whole institution? Mm-hmm. What is that? What is the call to action? And of course, you, I mean, you just answered it. It's to take the responsibility of you're the ones seen, you're the ones reflecting the audience, reflecting That's truths. That's right. That's the, is that the call to action? Yep, I would. I would. I mean, you you said it, yeah. Because they you what you get is their time, you know. Mm. You watch that tape. You have their time. That tape may mm. be a minute, thirty seconds. The tape may be five minutes. But you have their time. You know, Ooh. you have to feel that time with as much authenticity and with as, with as much truth and as much you mm-hmm. as you can. You know, to quote um, my dear Dean Gerald Freeman, "You are enough." But you can only be enough if you're brave enough to be you. If that yes. makes sense. Oh yes. And and as yeah. as you as we keep going back to this idea of you have to be living your life, you have to be having your experiences. You can't cry unless you have felt the emotions <laughs> in your real life of, of that make you want to cry. So yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Let it hurt. Let it hurt. Yeah. yeah. Because you're capturing, I, I'm obsessed with this idea of somewhere along the continuum of breaking. That's where every, that's where all of us are at every point, and so that's going to be yeah. every character that an actor plays at every point. Yeah, yeah. somewhere that's in right. the breaking. That's right. Oh my God, Jonathan, thank you so much. Can I ask you one? Last, <laughs> this is so awesome. Can I ask you one last goofy question? What is one performance yeah. you think every actor should see, and why? One performance every actor should see and why. Um, ha, 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 ha. I'd actually say uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. In, Fla- in Flawless. Oh, I don't know that. Okay. It, it's him. It's him and uh, uh, De Niro, actually. Oh. And uh, Philip plays a uh, cross dress. Oh, okay. Brilliant. I'm adding it to the list. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, also, going off of that, do you have a dream role or a dream collaborator, maybe? Um, you know, I'd say this with all humility. I don't, you know. Okay. I, would, I feel like that would activate my, um, that would maybe activate my ambition and activate okay. my ego. You know, and I think I'm just going to. You would smell the barn. Hold. Yeah, you'd smell the barn. I'm going to hold it steady. And if they come, they come. <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Oh my gosh. Jonathan, thank you so much. This is, so, this is such a pleasure. Um, I have to tell you, I don't know if we're going to keep this, but podcast listeners, this is a spoiler alert. We did interview John Boyega recently. And when uh-huh. I asked him, what's one performance every actor should see and study? He said you in Lovecraft Country. No, he did not. Yes, he did. It was his first response. That's lovely to hear. <laughs> so you should wow. work with him next. <laughs> Yeah, we should maybe do uh, Top Dog Underdog. 
we could take that down. Oh my we, we God. Played, we played brothers. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, and when, <laughs> I'm, when we can get back to the stage. Yeah. Or is yeah. It, are you talking about like on camera? Well, maybe we make a film. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. Very sweet. Oh, man, it's a pleasure talking to you too, man. Thank you so much. This is such a pleasure. Um, Keep breaking legs out there. Thank you, brother. You be safe. You too. Peace. And now it's time to hear from Christine McKenna-Torella, our backstage casting insider. I will let her take it away. Hi guys, Christine McKenna-Torella here, the Backstage Insider. I was inspired by Jonathan's conversation about auditioning and being a working actor in New York City. And this week I thought we would start discussing auditions. On the subject in particular, how to prepare a character for an audition for a scripted project such as a play, TV show, or a film. To set us up to succeed here, I want to set up our expectations. There are many different types of ways to prepare for auditions. And when you're starting out as an actor, you should be exploring many different techniques to see what fits for you. There's no one right way of doing it. There's no one size fits all. So get curious and find what's right for you. On top of that, there's many aspects to the audition experience, right? So there's how to land the audition, how to, you know, make a great self-tape, what to do in the audition space, how to follow up after an audition. And we'll get to all those things. But today, we're going to start with the foundation. We've got to learn to walk before we can run. And so let's talk about how to prepare your audition and feel confident in your choices. First off, when you receive an audition, you'll have sides, and that's the part of the script that you've been given for the audition. And if you don't receive the script immediately, ask if it's available to read. If it's already established, read what you can about the project. So you have read the script and you have the sides and you're going to do the homework on how to break down those sides. So here's the first question you have to ask yourself, probably the most important one. Who am I? What does the character say about themselves? What do other characters say about them? And that might be in conflict, right? And what does the playwright or screenwriter say about them? After you've done that homework, here's homework for the material you receive. Place. Where am I? What time is it? what surrounds me. The environment will change how you interact in this scene. What are my given circumstances? Identify what's happened in the past. Very important, identify what's happened just before this moment, before this scene starts, and what's happening in the present. Your relationships. What is your relationship with the people around you and the space around you? Once you've established that, let's go even deeper. What do I want? What do you want right here, right now? It should be a need. It should be an immediate and actionable objective. What is in my way? What are the obstacles in the scene that keep me from getting what I want? Conflict comes in very different shapes and sizes, but it's an important aspect. It's the grit of the scene. And what do I do when I get what I want? So who am I? Where am I? What time is it? What surrounds me? What are my given circumstances? What are the relationships here? What do I want? What is in my way? And what do I do when I get what I want? 
For all you acting buffs out there, this is, of course, Uta Hagen's basic object exercise taken from her book, Respect for Acting. It's on my bookshelf. I highly recommend you read it and put it on yours. But before you do that, we actually have a comprehensive guide. It's called The Definitive Guide to Uta Hagen's Acting Technique on Backstage. So you can explore some of the ideas that she has, see if it's right for you before you pick up the book. And if you want to zoom out a little further, we have another guide. It is how to audition. And it goes through a number of steps for auditioning. And one of them is technique. So we'll be be going back to that article. We'll be talking about that again in the future. On to some of the casting highlights for this week. So Blink Fitness Group are looking for a variety of different looks and ages for a new campaign all about inclusion and different body types, looking for average people, not just the super fit. Talent will be doing basic exercises like push-ups and running in place. And this is an in-person shoot in the New York area. The second thing I want to highlight is El Maquillage are looking for people to test out a new foundation for The company is a work from home opportunity and I'm highlighting this one because the company casts a lot of social media posts with us so it's a great opportunity. And for my UK listeners, the production company Shelter and Storm are looking for UK-based expressive actors to make a self-tape of a variety of facial expressions. The shoot will pay over a thousand pounds and if you're selected, it shoots in Bristol at the start of December. That is all from me. Have a beautiful week, and for all of my American friends, have a lovely Thanksgiving. In the Envelope is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City, and Soundbox LA, Mark Grouse Studios, and Buzzies in Los Angeles. Thanks as always to our producer extraordinaire, Jamie Muffet, and to the team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com, and don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage by using the code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. That's right, 100% free. For more exclusive content, join us on Facebook and Twitter at In The Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. Would you like us to interview next? Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another glimpse in the envelope.